Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, January 7, 2018, and released on Wednesday, August 11, 2021. This week's message is titled, Is Your Mouth Saved? And the scripture reference is Proverbs, chapter 8, verses 6 through 8, Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 4 through 10, Exodus, chapter 4, verses 10 through 12, Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 21, and Romans, chapter 8, verses 30 and 31. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. Our text today is in Proverbs chapter 8, and the title of the message is, Your Mouth Saved. Here, for I speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. And the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for all the blessings you've given us, Father. We thank you. We ask special prayer today for Brother Terry as uh, he'll be having a surgery this afternoon, Father. Be with the surgeon. Be with him. Bring him through this so he can once again be with us. We're so sorry for, for loss of Alicia's little baby. We, we pray, Lord, that you'll be with her and Joe at this time and Karen and Mark. Lord, be with us as we bring the message that people will understand what God wants them to do with their mouth today. In your precious name I pray, amen. With a title like that, Is Your Mouth Saved? You said, well, Brother Gary, you done quit preaching, done gone to meddling. And uh, maybe so, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, remember, I've got these fingers pointed back at myself when I'm preaching here. Today we're asking the question, is your mouth was saved when the rest of you got saved? Let me explain where I'm coming from. As I mentioned before, I have many times as I preach that I come from a little small farm in uh, north central Texas growing up as a farm boy. Uh, I was saved in revival when I was 13 years old on September the 6th, 1963. I trusted Jesus as my Savior, and I know that if I'd have died any time after that date, I would go into heaven. But if you'd been around me when I was a teenager, you wouldn't have think I was going to heaven. I was uh, being a farm boy, you know, we kind of have a rough mouth sometimes. Uh, you can say it however you want to. It's, uh, it's just what you grow around. But when that old cow kicks you off the milking stool and you land in a pot, well, you get the rest of the story. It's kind of hard to be nice to that cow when that happens to you. Maybe some of you city folk never had a problem with that, and I hope that's true. But I really believe, if we're all honest, that there will be some that confess up that we have a problem with this, or have had in the past. What should come out of our mouth? Verse number six, here, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. So what should come out of my mouth? Uh, it said he's to speak of excellent things. It's been said that if you can't say something nice about somebody or something good to somebody, don't say anything at all. Just not be talking at all. Our talk should be uplifting, positive. We need to try to make people feel good 
that we are talking to. If we are positive and speak uplifting, people will enjoy talking with you. But folks, it's a downer to talk to somebody that is negative and has a bad attitude about everything. Let me give you an example from my past. When in the insurance business, our manager would come to town. Uh, he would go by to visit all his agents. And he confided in me one time that when he'd leave a certain agent's office, he felt like committing suicide to make himself feel better. I mean, she, that person was so bad <laughs> that, that it was just impossible to be around. Uh, at my first church, if you ask this one sweet little lady, how are you today? She had spent 10 minutes telling you just how bad she was. And so I learned to go by to her and say, it's good to see you here today. And then keep on going. Uh, therefore, we need to speak excellent things for people who enjoy talking with you. Be positive-minded and think, and you will speak positive things. Uh, Try speaking with a smile on your face. You know, it's hard to be negative when you're smiling. And besides all that, people wonder, why is he always smiling? <laughs> then verse number 7 says, For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. It says, I will speak the truth. There are many ways to not speak the truth that we really don't think about being bad. Uh, one is exaggeration, just making the story bigger than what it actually is. Or maybe it's little white lies that really, really don't hurt nothing, does it? And we're just flat denying the truth. That can be one form of lying. Or just rearranging the facts in a different way. Well, these may seem harmless, but our text tells us today, in reality, speaking any non-truth is an abomination to your lips according to our text. So, think before you speak. If asked to, can you swear in a court of law what you said is the truth? It's a whole lot easier to remember than if you're trying to make it up. If you speak only truth, you will be highly respected and have a wonderful reputation of being a person of their word. And that's a tremendous reputation to have, folks. Then you need to sound like a Christian. Verse number 8, it says, All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. Well, I will sound like a Christian. And that is what we want to do. If you profess to be a Christian, your speech better sound like a Christian. Or it hurts your testimony. I'll give you a personal example. I can't talk about nobody but myself, but in college I worked with the janitorial crew. Uh, we were friends. We had a good time working together. We worked hard. One day my co-worker, his name was Dick Leopard. I don't mind telling you his name because he's a great Christian man. Passed away about 10 years ago at a premature death. But he stopped what he was doing, and he asked me, Gary, are you sure you're a Christian? And I assured him I was. So then he stated, you sure don't sound like one. Stop and listen to yourself talk. From that day on, I cleaned up my language. 
I vowed I would never be asked that question again. And praise God, up to this day, nobody ever has again. So we need to taste our words. Foul language can really hurt your testimony with your co-workers, with your friends, or in the business world. Next, we can. I want you to notice that you can have problems with your mouth that hurts your, can hurt your Christian work. We're not talking about the exact words you say. We're talking about disabilities that people have that they try to keep from doing God's work because they don't. They want to fall back on. Well, I just can't do that. First of all, look in Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter one. If you're taking notes. Verse number 4 through 10. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Naming him Jeremiah as his prophet. Jeremiah was called to God to be a prophet. He knew Jeremiah when he was just a baby in his mama's belly. Jeremiah said, I cannot speak. He was just a youth. But God gave Jeremiah an excellent pep talk. He said, Thou shalt go to all that I send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee. You know, that's what a lot of people are scared when they talk in front of somebody is the faces. Well, someday in private I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> God touched his mouth. Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. So even though Jeremiah said he couldn't do it, God said he could. If God is calling you to work for him, don't say I cannot speak. God can and he will use anyone regardless of any disability you might have if he wants you to work for him. Next, look at Moses back in Exodus. Exodus chapter 4, verse number 10 through 12. Moses had been called by God. To, he wanted, God wanted him to deliver his children, the Israelites, from the Egypt and deliver them to the land, their promised land. But Moses says in verse 10, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, What hath made man's mouth? Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. And so you get the idea, Moses, God does not like excuses. Period. He does not 
like excuses, nor will he accept excuses. Moses had a real problem. From birth, he had a speech defect. Uh, Moses described it as slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Uh, many Bible scholars believe it was uh, uh, that he was had a problem with stuttering. Uh, it could have been. He said he didn't speak with eloquence. He's not like me. He doesn't speak with the eloquence. If you buy that one, I got some property on the Arizona coastline for you. God makes people in many different ways. God, man, he made man's mouth. If you can't speak, that's called dumb. He made people like that. He made people deaf that can't hear. He made people hard of uh, seeing and, and well, even death, I mean, blind. Uh, he's taken people, anything that's wrong with you, he can take and use it for his honor and glory and let you be a workman for him. If God wants to use you, he can fix what ails you or work with the disability you have. How many of you have seen some of these preachers on TV that are all crippled up? I've seen one with a serious speech defect. Uh, they don't let them stop them. They preach the gospel. God told Moses if he had answered God's call, God would be with his mouth and touch him and teach him what to say. Then one more example, look at Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 through 8. In the year that king Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Beautiful scripture that every missionary lives by. Isaiah had a vision of the Lord's glory. People, we need to realize just how holy a God we serve. He deserves our honor. He deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. God is holy, and we are not. Isaiah realized he was unworthy to see this vision of God in his splendor. An angel took a live coal from the altar and placed it upon his mouth. The angel said that Isaiah's iniquity was gone and now he is worthy to work for God. So God then called and Isaiah said, Here am I, send me. On our own, we can do nothing. With God, 
we can do anything. Remember those two phrases. Now look at the call, the anointed, and the appointed. We should all want to be used by God. In 2 Timothy 2 verse 21, If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. We should all want to be used. From our previous examples of Moses and Jeremiah and Isaiah, we've seen that these were great men of God in the Old Testament. None of them wanted to do what God wanted them to do. But they all surrendered to the call of God. And God blessed them as they led their countries at this time. As a matter of fact, God looks for the untrained to do the work of the church. He doesn't want experienced folk. He don't want you to have a Bible degree. He doesn't want you to be trained in seminary. He just wants people with a heart says, here am I, send me. That's what God wants. I have a college degree, not from a Bible college. I do not feel cheated. I studied my Bible constantly from the time I was a youngster. Like Moses, my speech may not be eloquent, believe it or not. But I can tell you the truth from God's Word. I do have that ability. God needs many people to surrender to Him to do His will. Lay aside your infirmities, whatever is wrong with you, your disabilities, your defects, and enter God's call. We may need to change what comes out of our mouth. It may not be holy and acceptable to God. Let God take over your body completely. He'll clean up your language if that needs to be done. He'll give you what you need to say. God is in the business of not only changing hearts when we accept Christ as our saviors, but God will also give you what you need to do his work, whatever that might be. Romans chapter 8, verse number 30 and 31 says, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? When God calls, answer that call. God will anoint you with power and with his Holy Spirit. God will then appoint you to the ministry he wants you to do. I can guarantee you today God is calling you. Don't hold back. God will anoint you with his power, with the power of his Holy Spirit. And God will then use you to work in the church wherever you're needed. If God could use this old country boy to do what he's done through the years, he can certainly use you. So I encourage you today, come. And when we talk about surrendering to the call from God, we're not talking about everybody being a preacher. We're just talking about doing what God wants you to do. If it be work on buses, that's a tremendous ministry. It's costing us a bunch when we take those things to the garage. If he blessed you with the ability to, to build or to electrician's work or we need a plumber we don't have one but 
anything it might be, you can use your talents for God. You need to surrender that talent to him. Let's pray, and as Vicki comes and, and rocks in, we'll have a word of invitation in just a moment. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. We pray, Lord, that you will bless the invitation time. Pray that hearts might be willing to do what needs to be done. We ask everything in your precious name. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com slash hvbcnm, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. If you would like to receive text alerts to your phone with announcements and prayer requests, you can send a text to 81010 with at HVBCNM in the body of the text. If you have any trouble with getting signed up, please ask for help from Christina or Dan. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast.hvbcnm.org. We would also like to invite you to come worship with us if you are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area. We are at 4103 West Texas Street in Carlsbad. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. We now offer the option to listen to the sermon during Sunday morning services over your car's FM radio. Thank you and God bless.